Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. From Los Angeles back in the 1970s to St. Louis back in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And then back to Los Angeles in the late 2010s to the 2020s. From the fearsome foursome to the greatest show on turf to just simply the LA Rams. Super Bowl 34, Super Bowl 56. Ram fans across the nation. Ram fans across the world. The playmaker down there silence here. And you have turned into Ramley Talk. Horns up, Rams house, let's go. Time to talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ramley Talk! From the Playmakers Blog Network, I am your host, Don at the Playmakers Science. I hear on a hell day in Jacksonville, Florida. Because it is the month of December! The final month of the year has begun, and it's on a Thursday, December 1st. Hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving holiday. Happy holidays to you all. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving holiday. As you see, we didn't do a show last week. I do apologize. But nevertheless, I am here. I am back ready to rock and roll. And uh, gotta say, uh, the hits and blows just keep coming for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so back in week 11, we played the New Orleans Saints where we were beaten 27 to 20 after having a 14-10 lead when Matthew Stafford hit Allen Robinson for a six-yard touchdown to end the first half. Stafford goes out with a concussion. Inserts Bright Perkins and from there it went down here as the Saints come back 
to win 27 to 20. In the Superdome, it was the first time this season when the Rams actually reached the 20 mark that was beaten this season. All the other games that we had lost in our seven of our eight losses, we did not reach 20. This is the first time this season we reached 20 points into the air. And then the following week without Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson, who is done for the season. Insert Bryce Perkins as the starting quarterback. We traded away there. We waived Derrick Henderson Jr., who was later signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Cam Makers and Carrion Williams floated the backfield as we got set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead. This is the first meeting since our epic Monday night showdown at the Coliseum a few years ago on Monday Night Football, a thrilling Monday night game, one of the best Monday Night Football games I have ever watched in my in my life. But it was the first meeting since then. And we knew coming in that we didn't have a shot of winning this game. Uh, Vegas had the Chiefs 15 and a half point favorites in the game. In a half hour game, the Chiefs, the Chiefs did wind up covering the 15 and a half. They beat us 26 to 10. But it was a hard fault 26 points for the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't an easy 26 points for the Kansas City Chiefs. To our 10. And if you read the headline from the the Associated Press it says, she slugged their way past beat up Rams for 26-10-50. As you can tell, they was, the Chiefs were getting some players back, but we were losing players left and right, and we still fought hard. I can't, I can't be mad at it of how they played. You know, Patrick Mahomes, 27 for 42, 320, a touchdown and a pick. That pick comes in the red zone, thanks to Nick Scott. The thing that uh, goes on. Isaiah Patnickel, 20, 22 carries, 69 yards on the touchdown. Travis Kelsey, four catches, 57 yards on the touchdown. Barry Perkins got the start for us, like I said. 13 for 2300 yards on the touchdown, two picks. He also ran the ball nine times for 44 yards. Ben Jefferson, three catches, 29 yards on the touchdown. I mean, it was, it was ugly. Just caught it with it. It was ugly, but the flipped the rounds fought from start to finish. So you you still a sixteen point win for the Chiefs, and you'll think, oh, they won, they beat us down. No, they fought. They they controlled the whole game, pretty much. They controlled the game, but we weren't giving them big plays. We weren't giving them. The splash plays. They had to drive the length of the field. Okay. The Chiefs had the Chiefs gone 29 first downs. Most of them through the air. Okay. They got three, they got three first downs on penalties on this, but it is what it is. They were five for eleven on third down. We were five for thirteen on third down. Okay. We made it tough on them. I I I'm, I'm pleased. Even though they had 439 yards of offense. It didn't accumulate to a lot of points on the scoreboard. Usually when Kansas City has like 400 yards of total offense, they in a they in a 38 to 40 range. Not on that day. Okay. 
They had 320 pads and 117 rushing. We had 116 rushing, so we were pretty even in the rushing department. I mean, the pass on tackle means Patrick Mahomes versus a third-string quarterback, which you expect was going to happen. Penalties won most of the fact that we had five penalties with 25 yards. They had three penalties with 25 yards. Both teams turned the ball over twice. I mean, they controlled the ball for 32 minutes, 27, 26 seconds. We took, we controlled the ball for 27 minutes, 34 seconds, five-minute difference. I mean, when you look at it, they ran as fault. They they made it ugly. They made it sloppy. But as you as most commentators or most analysts would put it, they made it ugly. The reason why the headline from the AP said, "Chiefs slug their way past beating up Rams for a 26 to 10 victory," because the Rams made it difficult for them to score points. That's how we got a red zone interception. That's how we made Kansas City set up for field goals in the red zone instead of touchdowns. So nevertheless, how you feel about the team in our three and eight season, and y'all heard me on this program talk about the disappointments that I had for the team. This ain't one of those moments, to be honest. It's really not. The Chiefs was in the red zone six times. They were one for six in the red zone. One for six in the red zone. What does that tell you about how this team played? If you helped the Kansas City Chiefs to one and six in the red zone, that says a lot. I mean, Harrison, Harrison Buckner had to kick four field goals. But the long being from 32 yards. 12 of their points came on field goals. If you take 12 of them points away from that 26, that's 14 to 10. So even though the Chiefs covered, they didn't blow the Rams out. The Rams made them set up for field goals a lot. They set up for field goals a lot, and you can't deny that. You have to give this team credit. Despite us being 3 and 8, despite see Matthew Stafford is hurt, Cooper Cup is hurt, we just lost Allen Robinson for the rest of the season. Okay? Now Aaron Donald's hurt. Okay, we're going to get more into that when we preview our upcoming week. We've been, every game we played this year, we had a new offensive line starting. We had a new offensive lineman starting. Okay? It's been it's just been a rough year, man. It really has been a rough year. Okay? That's been one of those years and it happens. So I have come to terms with what the year is. We won't be making the playoffs. Now we're not mathematically out of it, surprisingly, to say the least. But with what? We have three and eight, and we have what? This week, next week, three, four, five, six, six weeks left. There are six games. There are six games left in the season. And it's some miracle we win all six. The main miracle. That puts us at nine and eight. 
Nine and eight might get us in the playoffs. If the miracle happens. Just saying. That means we beat Seattle twice. That's two more losses on Seattle. And they still got another date with San Francisco, which I'm counting as an L2. So that's three losses. Uh, that gets them at nine and eight, at the very least, if that scenario happens. The NFC South is pathetic. Everybody beating each other up in that division. Detroit has won some games. Green Bay is, Green Bay is a question mark because we don't know the health of Aaron Rodgers now. Arizona, nobody believes in Calamari anymore. And that only leaves us in Chicago. But the, the but the NFC South, I mean the NFC East, I think all four teams might get in. Philly's at the top spot, Dallas is at 8-3, Giants at 7-4, and Washington is at 7-5. So all four teams of the NFC East might get in. That could be the challenge. That could be the challenge right now. But as of right now, Philly's the one, Minnesota's the two, San Francisco the three, Tampa's the four with the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders holding the spots. <laughs> it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. But anything can happen because if you can pay attention to this season, anything has happened. So. But that will do it for the recap on this one. Take a quick break. Come back. We're going to preview our first matchup with the Seattle. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ramley Talk. From the Playmakers Blog Network with your host, Down the Playmakers, Alan here. And now we have our first meeting with the Seattle Seahawks. Game is at SoFi Stadium, 4-5 kickoff, December 4th. Seattle is getting a 50, a 65.8% chance of winning to the Rams, 33.8% chance of winning according to ESPN. Vegas is giving Seattle seven and a half on the road. And the hits, like I said, the hits keeps on coming because now we don't have Mr. Aaron Donald. So to go along with Matthew Stafford, not being available and Donald will not be available to go against Geno Smith in the Seattle Seahawks. Allen Robinson won't be suiting up. He's done for the rest of the season with a stress fracture in the foot. So on yesterday as I go to the ramp out Stu Jackson writes the article saying, quick hits from Sean McVay's press conference and on an out for a Seahawks game. 
Safe to say, Matthew Stafford won't play. There you go. Browns head coach Sean McVay's Wednesday press conference for Week 13 against the Seattle Seahawks included updates on defensive lineman Aaron Donald, quarterback Matthew Stafford, and linebacker Daniel Hardy's statuses. He is one. Donald ruled out. Safe to say, Stafford won't play. The Rams will be without Donald and Stafford for Sunday's game against the Seahawks. Testing confirmed Donald suffered a high ankle sprain against the Chiefs, which McVay said Donald sustained in the first quarter of Sunday's game and played through. McVay said they'll take things week by week for Donald. It will be the first game of Donald's career that he'll miss due to injury. Quote, that's what makes Aaron Aaron. He's unbelievable. I mean, to be able to play through that, the toughness, everything that he embodies is what you love about Aaron. Close quote that is from Sean McVay. Stafford, meanwhile, remains in concussion protocol because Stafford would not practice Wednesday. McVay said it is safe to say he won't play against Seattle. McVay says Stafford has not had any setbacks. Then the final part of this article says Chance Hardy is active, activated this week. The Rams designated Hardy for a return from injured reserve on Wednesday, beginning the 21-day window to evaluate whether whether to activate him. According to McVay, Hardy could be activated as soon as this week. Saying quote, there's a possibility that he'll be ready to go. We'll see once we get out there for walkthroughs and for practice. I know he's tramping at the bit. He's decided. And so I have a better feel once we get through today. But that is good to be able to get him out there and see how he does. Those opens on the day. And that's the article from Stu Jackson, the staff writer for the LA Rams. Now we have our first meeting with our division rival, the Seattle Seahawks at SoFi Stadium. We are coming in at three and eight. As I mentioned earlier, the Seahawks are coming in at six and five. Second place in the NFC West behind the seven and four San Francisco 49ers. It says here, including the playoffs, Sunday's game will mark the 50th all-time meeting between the two teams with the Seahawks leading the series 24 to 25. The Rams won the last meeting 20 to 10 on December 21st, last season at SoFi Stadium. So it is going to be interesting to see how this goes. The fact that we are continuing to be beaten up. It sounds like most likely Price Perkins will get his second consecutive start this week coming up. Uh, carry on runs did show some flashes of what he can do in the run game. You know, and along with Cam Makers. Let's see, can they be able to run the ball? We're talking about a Seattle team who just gave up 303 yards of total offense to one Josh Jacobs. Now, even though Cam Makers and Carry On Rims ain't Josh Jacobs, that might be something we can explore. A running game, which we haven't seen all year. Okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs carried the ball 33 times for 229 yards and two touchdowns on the Seattle Seahawks on the ground. As they beat, as they went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks in overtime 40 to 34. 
now, as we look at it, you're talking about a Rams team who has not done well in the running game. But probably can find some running game ability in here. Because the Seahawks have allowed 153.8 yards a game in the run, giving up 251.4 passing games per game. Now, if we had Matthew Stafford, we'd be able to pick that defense apart, but we don't. We have Vice Perkins. So, let's see if this team, who only averages 97.3 yards a game, can up that up to a 100-yard rushing game on Seattle. While relatively trying to keep it somewhat in, somewhat balanced in the passing game, even though we probably won't reach 240, as we normally do, with Vice Perkins back there being their quarterback. It's gonna be interesting to see how this game goes because Seattle's offense is not, Seattle's offense is up there, you know. They average 374 yards a game. They get 119 in the running game, 255 in the passing game. Not bad. It's gonna be a doozy, you know. But you know how these rivalry games go. Anything can happen. I'm pretty sure the Seahawks are trying to end trying to stop this two-game lose streak that they have going over to Germany, taking an L to Tom Brady and the Timber Bay Buccaneers, then coming back and losing in overtime to the Las Vegas Raiders. But now the Rams are trying to stop a five-game losing streak. Lost to San Fran, Tampa, Arizona, the Saints, and now the Chiefs. So some one of these teams is gonna stop a losing streak, and one team gonna losing streak gonna keep going. Can we stop our five-game losing streak and have Seattle continue their losing streak, or will Seattle just do what other teams have done to us and simply outwork us in the second half? Because we have been in, we have the leads in at halftime. Like we had the lead against the Saints at halftime. We had the lead against the against the Forty Niners at halftime. And both games with the 49ers. We had a lead against the Cardinals at halftime. But we actually beat the Cardinals, though. The second time the Cardinals had the lead, we just never caught up. We had a lead against the Cowboys at halftime and lost that game. We had a lead against the Bucks at halftime and lost that game. That's the crazy part. If we get the lead at halftime, can we? Duplicate or continue to control the game in the second half. That is the question I have going into this game. If Sammy Bay finds a way to get Bryce Perkins and the Rams offense going and we get the lead at halftime over the Seahawks, can we maintain it to get the win over Seattle? That's my only question. That's my question right now. Hey, we're beating up on the offensive line, we beat up at quarterback. We beat up on the defense line. We lost our key defender in Aaron Donald. We don't have our top two wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. So we're turning to Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, Tyler Hitby in the passing game. Okay. I would Jalen Ramsey defend DK Metcalf. I would Troy Hill and everybody else had a title lock on the other side. These are the questions to have and, to, and that need to be answered. Because Geno has been playing ball. Give credit what credit is due. Geno Smith has been playing some football this year. Now it's still to be main to be seen of what he does when it comes to posting, if they get to posting. But as of right now, 
Geno Smith has thrown for over 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, and only five picks. Okay. Kendall Walker III, the rookie running back from Michigan State, has ran for over 600 yards and nine touchdowns. Okay. He's coming off his worst game of his NFL career against the Raiders. He only rushed for like 29 yards, but he did get two touchdowns. Though. So it's going to be a tipsy turkey battle at SoFi Stadium, 4 or 5 Eastern Standard Time, 1 or 5 Pacific Time, when the Rams and the Seahawks meet for the first time this season. And then after that, we have Thursday Night Football with that team that got done beating the Seahawks last week, the Las Vegas Reds coming to SoFi Stadium. So with that being said, I am the playmaker down in silence here. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow us on any platform that there is. You can also catch this podcast on our website, theplaymakersblog.com. And you can also help us by donating to our to our cash at theplaymakersblog. Or simply, if you want to shop with some RAM gear, that's you got lids.com. Do your shopping and work your team. Horns up, Rams house. This has been Ramley Talk. I'll catch y'all later. Thank you for listening to your new episode of Ramley Talk. And if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and whatever else that you listen to Ramley Talk on. And for those of you who are iTunes and Apple Podcasts lovers, leave us a rate and review on those, and we'll gladly know how we're doing. Until next time, Donald the Pegamaker Maker signing, signing off. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.